You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Centered in front. Oh, big save. Made there. Another shot. They score. Matthews in front of the goal. Redirects it after bunting at a tremendous chance. Camp to Kerfoot. Long shot. Big rebound. Score. Pierre Engel gives the Leafs the lead with 2.27 left. Chipped ahead by Bunting. Marner looking for the empty net. Missed the goal. You don't think everybody in this building knows what's going on? He does it again. Marner with an empty net. Scores! Holy Mackinac, he's done it. 18 straight games. Tying a Leaf record. Big, big energy. Big, big buzz on this fine Thursday. Coming off a Leafs win, Joe Bowen said it best. The story of the night, Mitch Marner ties the Leafs franchise record for longest point streak with 18. Uh, he made us wait for it. He made himself wait for it. It went right down to the dying seconds, A.B. Austin Matthews said it started to look a little scary. It started to look a little <laughs> sticky, and it really did. Yeah, like it, it was, I don't really know what was going through his mind there when he had a, a clear look, I guess, to kind of walk in and try and score. I don't know if he's able to, to tell you. Bunting, though. Like, he's <laughs> like, I'll give it to Bunting. He's completely covered. It's like, what? Mitch, what are you doing, man? Like, g- just go in there and score the goal. And then uh, third time's the charm, and, and he ends up potting the empty netter. And, uh, you know, it's it, honestly, it, it was it was great to see. It was great to see the ovation he got. Yeah. You know, his teammates are so happy for him. And, you know, the fan base, I think, is extremely happy. And, and for a Toronto kid to do something like that, I think it makes it even extra special, right? Like last year, we got to celebrate all those great moments with Austin Matthews. And, you know, not to take anything away from those because they were great. And it's awesome that we have those memories of watching that happen. But there's something a little special about a kid from Toronto, a kid from the GTA who grew up being a Leaf fan, who's had some, you know, up and down times here in Toronto, yep. breaking through, setting a franchise record of an, an original six franchise record. That's hundreds of years, uh, you know, 100 years old. A I lot guess. of history, yeah. And, um, it was just a, a great thing to see, and it almost didn't happen. It almost didn't happen. The relief on his when the camera went to him after he scored the goal on the bench, he went through. You watched on his face him go through every single series of emotions <laughs> that a person could feel. Yeah, like he had one moment where his face just did such a bizarre thing. I it, don't it, even know what was happening. Honestly, it was like a roller coaster. It was like relief, and then it was like I can't believe I almost missed that opportunity. <laughs> he was like angry with himself, and then it was just bad to like relief and he was laughing yeah. after that and uh, it was great to see and I think we had Mitch Marner here talking about just kind of how much of a relief it was to keep the streak alive and uh, now tied with Eddie Olchuk and, uh, and Daryl Sittler for 18 straight games with a point. Here's Marner after the game. Yeah, well, I mean, did you see me? I mean, <laughs> I, I can't wait to talk to my father. He's going to be like, what the hell are you doing on that passing first one? And Big Mike on the bench right away looked at me and couldn't believe I tried to pass it to him, too. He was, he was pissed at me, to be honest. But, um, you know, like I've been saying, these guys have been unbelievable. And without them, this, this, this isn't possible. And, um, you know, it was definitely a relief uh, after it went in. And, you know, the first two were pretty ugly attempts there by me. And, um you know, for these guys just to keep trying to find me there and keep telling me that uh, they're looking for me means a lot and you know shows how much we love each other in this locker room and want to try and you know accomplish great things together. Did it feel like it might not happen? Just- 
that was really special. The way that he spoke about his team and uh, thanked them for just the opportunity to tie that record. That whole thing was really special. The ovation from the crowd. You can tell that like he was veering on emotional uh, as he was talking about the group. He feels kind of special right now, AB. It really does. Well, he should. You know, like he's he's getting the appreciation that he deserves. And uh, you know, last year he was in lockstep with with Matthews for all of what he accomplished and now, you know, Matthews is just returning the favor. You yeah. know, just being super excited about his guy going in there and, and, and breaking records here for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And and afterwards, like when he was getting the ovation from the fan base, you know, you could see on the broadcast he you saw Austin Matthews banging his stick saying, Let's effing go. Like he was stoked. He was excited about it. Yeah, they they really seem to love one another. I know that it's easy to say this right now while they're on such a hot streak and, and things have looked so crazy good throughout the entirety of the month of November, but uh, there's people around the league kind of saying it too. Toronto's definitely getting their flowers, and, and I think there's kind of a general feeling that, I don't know, maybe it looks different. Something about the way that Mitch Marner's talking right now, this raw, raw, us against the world, it, whatever your feelings about it are, it, it it seems to be kind of unifying the group. And when you think about groups that win, I feel like there's a certain chip on all of their shoulders. Like, if you think about the most recent winners in Colorado and, and Tampa, they both lost. They had this chip on their shoulders. There's questions as to whether or not both of those teams could actually win or, or if they were just skilled, talented teams. Right. And uh, I don't know. Maybe the Leafs are in the midst of that transition right now. Are you Are you saying that? Am I a believer? Could, could this be a Stanley Cup contending team? Are they showing you that? I mean, Aren't they supposed to be? Like, isn't that be. the hope? But that's the thing. They're supposed to be. And after the first month of the season, we sat here and we're like, this team ain't performing that way. Yeah. No way they're performing like a Stanley Cup caliber team. The calendar flips. And as Sheldon Keefe... They lose every to, good defenseman. But just a month ago today, Sheldon Keefe talked about the calendar flipping. Yeah. And he said it's a chance to kind of reset, restart. Let's have a good November. They went out and rattled off an unbelievable season, uh, or an unbelievable month, rather. 11-1-3. 25 of a possible 30 points, another franchise record for most points picked up in a month. So they've been incredible as of late, and Marner's been the catalyst. Yeah. Which is why yesterday we had that conversation, like he's kind of the engine of the team, right? Like he's he's almost, the, the team is taking on the identity of what Marner brings night in and night out. His emotions, like the yeah. way he feels, the things that he says. He's He's clearly, we've talked about John Tavares and the way that he leans in kind of the quiet lead by example type of way and and maybe that's the overwhelming through theme throughout the entirety of their core with morgan riley being a pretty even killed guy austin matthews being pretty similar in that sense mitch is really that raw raw emotional guy and w- w- however you feel about that i think it's necessary in a lineup to have that emotion yeah i, I think that's that's fair like it's you do need that like he's not the type of player like a matthew kachuk like he's not that type of player no. where you know, on the ice, you can visibly see like he's different and like plays a different style, right. plays with an edge. Because when you listen to to Mitch Marner like post game, he is more stoic like the other guys. But on the ice, he's he's different. He's locked in, he's dialed in, and he's very energetic and just kind of a different cat when he's when he's out there yeah. on the ice. He's so. usually pretty candid with the media though. Like that was a pretty emotional interview that he gave after he broke that record. Uh, emotional in a good way though. With the you can tell how much we love each other and, and this and that. Well, yeah, why don't we play the audio about uh, you know how he felt after getting that ovation. The fans stood up, gave him the flowers that he deserved. He had his teammates on the bench all banging their sticks. This is Marner last night, uh, the feeling of 
tying that record. Yeah, honestly, that, that, that was really special. Um, that meant a lot, you know, like we were talking about uh, yesterday about family being here, and I got my family here, and, um, you know, it was a special moment to, obviously they're not beside me, but um, I'm sure they're in the crowd loving that moment too and just, you know, taking it in with me. And um, it was a special moment to grow up in this city, be a huge fan of this team, and now have my name with uh, a couple unbelievable players. It's it's pretty special, and, um, you know, a kid growing up would have never expected this, and, now it's uh, you know kind of a reality and it's it's, uh, it's a cool moment, but obviously winning the game is more important. And that's, that was a great job by Kerf and Pierre there to get that second goal and get us going to you know lead to that opportunity. Do you know what a fan cam is? No. I kind of learned last night. Sometimes I get into <laughs> these Twitter rabbit holes, and there was this. It's just like essentially a video montage of a specific player or celebrity, in this case, player, because I'm talking about Mitch Marner, to like a song, and they edit it all together nice. Somebody on Twitter made a Mitch Marner one last night to this. Based group. off of last night's game, like clips from last if, night? I'm going to send general. it to you after. It was like a coming of age movie. It was, yeah. it was clips, those news clips that exist of him being very small as a child in a Leafs jersey and then his London Knights days and, and some mean tweets from players and like draw. It was like a coming of age movie to this uh, great Taylor Swift like the song. Story. It was, it was, it's a great oh, okay. story. So it's a, a great Taylor story. Swift song, and that's set to the background. Okay. It was. I, I, I tweeted at the person. I, I don't. I was like, "Thank you for your service. This is an excellent piece of content that you've created." <laughs> it was. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll take a look at that in the break. But um, in, in terms of Mitch Marner and like that's 18 games. He's tied the record. He could actually break the record here in Toronto too on uh, on Saturday. They've got. Tampa coming to town and I don't even want to talk about it I, we can't talk about the record anymore after this I don't think because yesterday as it, the seconds oh, were taking away I was like we did this we is our it. fault we jinxed it I, I felt personally personally well, I responsible. put it in my in my, in my <laughs> I legitimately had it in my school degeneracy I was like he's gonna score a goal tonight the the values there go yeah. out and make that play and there was like three minutes left in the hockey game he hadn't scored San Jose was playing pretty good defensively, locking things down. They didn't yeah. get a whole lot of opportunities. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, no, did I jinx it? Is it, it, is it not going to happen? Like, I, there was a moment there where, like a lot of people, and, and, and postgame, you, you know, we heard from uh, Marner, we heard from Matthews and Keith, and all of them said, yeah, for a moment there, it, it didn't seem like it was going to happen. And then as, uh, as Marner alluded to just a moment ago, Pierre Engvall scores on that rebound, uh, gives them that go-ahead goal that, that makes the San Jose Sharks pull the net and uh, pull the goalie and get a, uh, an empty net and, and allows Mitch Marner to make history there in that way. Uh, all right. On the other side, let's get to some stays and goes and get into last night's game. Uh, Leafs Lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards, available at Petro Canada, the perfect gift for any occasion. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Teixeira. You listen to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. I suppose we should get going. All right, everybody, stay right where you are. Get the hell out of here. No, you stay here. You got to get going, so go. I'm sorry you came. Time now for stay. Nobody got a gun to your head. Or go. I'll be back. Should I stay or should I go now? Leaf Busters will get you out of your car lease today. It's as easy as pie, a piece of cake. Avoid penalties and early termination fees. Visit leasebusters.com. Welcome back to Leaf's Lunch here on TSN 1050. Julia Tesheri and Mike DiStefano with you for a little stay or go following a huge 3-1 victory over the San Jose Sharks at home, a game in which Mitch Marner tied the franchise record longest 
point streak. Cemented his name in Maple Leaf history. Uh, shall we start with... What should we start with? Or stays or goes? Your choice, Start Captain. the stays. We'll stay, stay positive. We can stay positive okay, here on, I love the, it. on a Thursday. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Sure. Um, so something that I want to see stay is something that I've, I've seen over the course of the last little bit since they're winning. But early on in that game, I thought that it was really noticeable, too, and throughout. But just... Active sticks in all three zones. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like that stick is always going defensively, and they've been able to force a lot of turnovers, create turnovers, and they've been able to create those extra possessions. They've been able to turn defense into offense from the D zone going up into the into the offensive end. Uh, and, and that's something that I think has really been a big difference in how this team has performed over the course of the month of November than they were in the month of December. And I saw that happening a lot last night, whether it was William Nylander, who was, you know, all over the place last night, Mitch Marner, clearly, who's been one of the best at stick checking throughout the entire month of November during this stretch. I think he was, what, second uh, among all forwards in stick checks. We heard from uh, right. Mike Kelly the other day who threw out that stat. And it just kept coming last night, and it allowed for them to kind of sustain some, some pressure a little bit at times and create turnovers. So, Keep up with the active sticks. Yeah, I have something similar to to that, too. I have forcing turnovers and turning them into chances. I Mm -hmm. saw Marner do it. I saw Matthews do it. I saw Nylander do it one time. I saw Robertson do it really effectively one time. The game winner comes off of a defensive play where uh, David Camp forced a turnover. Right. Up to Kerfoot, off the rebound, Pierre Engvall buries. That's turning defense into offense. Yeah, I don't have Engvall scoring as a stay, actually, but that kid, if that kid (laughs) get mixed in every once in a while, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. nice. I'm going to call myself out because about three seconds... Go, go ahead. <laughs> Are we about to say the same yep, thing? 100%. About this three seconds before he scored, he went into the corner like an absolute yep. pigeon. Yep. I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, he's such a coward. He's such a pigeon. <laughs> and then immediately, immediately he scored. So I, I have to put myself on blast for that. We both are getting on blast because <laughs> I had the same conversation with my roommate. I was sitting there saying, I became the president of the Pierre Engvall fan club last year. I came on the radio wave so many times and said, hey, he's not getting the credit that he deserves. He's improved as a player. He's a top nine guy he's playing well and then this year he i was legitimately just saying this this year he's totally let me down yeah he's not been he's been a shadow of himself and three seconds later puts the puck in the back of the net and i look at him and i said just kidding Engvall's yeah. the best yeah. love that guy i had that exact conversation yeah, less than a block funny. from you so we hang out too much clearly um what else do i have under my stays the, the other thing that i have is just like grinding out grinding out wins and and, and Sheldon Keefe touched on this yesterday, so maybe we could play that audio here. But over the course of the month, right, they had 11 wins. And earlier in the month, they were actually dominating play, and they were just winning games. But the last couple against Detroit and against San Jose, they've been kind of more grinding them out where they haven't necessarily stuck out as, as the more dominant team. But they're getting the wins, and they're picking up the points. And that's what good teams need to do. They need to just find ways to win. And it seems like they're doing that right now. And I think that's a real positive sign for Toronto. And this is what Sheldon Keefe had to say on uh, grinding it out and finding different types of ways to win. It's a far different hockey game than we've been playing of late, and, and it's a sort of a bit of a role reversal, right? I mean, we, we've been sort of playing this game where we've defended really hard and counterpunched and waited for opportunities and, and made good on them. And here tonight, you know, we had the puck a lot, and they got the counter opportunities. I mean, they blocked shots, got breakaways, came behind us. Like, it's all uh, it's kind of a strange game that way. Um, much different, like I said, much different feel. We, we haven't had that in quite some time. Uh, but you got to win ugly ones at home, too. And 
whether home on the road, I think it's, it's the way it's going to be for now. Right? It's not going to always look the way you want it to, but it's another good, you know, a good and important two points for us. Especially with their top three blue liners out. That, yeah. That's the big thing to me. They're not probably not going to crush teams right now, so short on personnel, and, and that's okay. But grinding out wins, you're so right, has, has been a great thing. It could stay. Yeah. Um, uh, the Mitch Marner point streak is is the, one, is the other thing that I <laughs> you have. had to think about it. You I, had to look back, like far back in the noodle to well, find that one. Well, I, I think I don't know if I want to put this as a stay or a go, but it's the way. I think it's a stay because it's part of the beauty and the torture of being a Leafs fan. And but the way that the Leafs just can't do anything in a chill way. Like, they can't do anything in a chill way. If, like, Austin Matthews trying to hit 60 last year. Yeah. He, what did he sit at 59 for? Six months, it felt like. He was <laughs> he was at 59 for so long. A couple games there, yeah. Mitch Marner has been knocking off the point in these last 17 games in the first 10 minutes of, of every game, it seems, yeah, or in the first early. period. Made a sweat for it last night. There's nothing happens normally not with the Leafs. Not once, not twice, but like three cracks yeah. at that yeah. empty net before finally cashing in and getting it done. The Leafs do not do anything normally, and that is just the beauty of it and the torture of it. And you know what? I'd actually like that to stay because it wouldn't feel like Leaf fandom if it wasn't always so chaotic, even when things go well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that can stay. And, and as I alluded to, he can break the record. It's in Tampa. I don't know. I I. I May have misspoke earlier saying that it was in Toronto. The game's in Tampa, but still, the fact that he can break the record, that'll be 19 straight games if he can uh, get on the score sheet against a team that eliminated him in the playoffs. I mean, there's some revenge factors going on here. They're definitely going to want to wake up to play this game, so hopefully Mitch Marner can be another big part of that, and he can set uh, set the record instead of tying the record in that game this weekend. Uh, a couple goes that we have from last night. Um, you want to start with your goes? Well, the breakaway play came yeah. back in the first period, and, and I kind of looked back at, at the first after, after I heard Sheldon Keefe's comments, and it was pretty similar to as to how it was happening at the beginning of the season, just basically the Leafs trying to do something offensively, going off a shin pad and heading down the other way for a grade-A breakaway chance for the other team. They dialed that in as the game went on, but it wasn't very fun to see the game start like that, especially yeah, with that, Samsonov coming off an injury where he was injured on a play very similar. To, it, it, and that's it. Yeah. That, that was like my main go-to was like, let's not, get, let's, not do that. let's not get back into the situation where we're giving up these odd man rushes and these breakaway opportunities. And, you know, luckily for Samsonov, like, yeah, he had three in that first period, two of which they shot wide. And the one he had to make a really good save on, the first one, that was early in the hockey game. And then there was a follow-up rebound chance that he made a good stop on and to your point yes it, it must have been a little bit daunting knowing that the injury he sustained came off of a breakaway a penalty shot but it's a breakaway nonetheless and uh, i thought it was kind of funny sheldon Keefe was being cheeky somebody asked him uh, i think it may have been masters actually said uh you know samsonov said that the it got him into the game quickly i guess it got his mind back into it and he jokingly was like yeah well he told us that he felt good so you know we said okay let's see how good you feel yeah, it's just allowed him to get a couple of a couple of easy or tough uh, chances uh, right off the hop there which i thought was kind of funny the injury bug ab has to go yarncrock left the game last night and and sheldon keith confirmed that uh, he's going to miss some time. Yeah, groin injury. So so tragic, and I, I've thought that Yarncroft's been heating up a little bit as of late, maybe in the past couple of weeks. He's, yep. he's been a little bit more productive in, in my eyes. Well, um, he worked his way up into the top six, and, yeah. and you know that team had a very positive, uh, productive couple of games together. Like I think their expected goals is in the 60% range. Um, I know heading into it, it was at 60%, and... Um, 
you know, now I, I wonder if this is the opportunity for, for Nick Robertson, though. Right. Like, for him to get a shot now. Because he, when. That when whole seven game out, stretch thing we were talking about. Yeah, yesterday. it might come here, right? I think injury will force him into the lineup, but he still is going to have to prove that he belongs there I mean, yep. at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. So. It's next man up mentality type of thing. I, the other thing I'd like to go, AB, before we have to go to break quickly, is mm-hmm. the idea and the notion that Mitch Marner isn't totally beloved in this city. I think that there was a bit of a. I don't know. I think everybody expected, or maybe growing up in the city, people expected him to take the Mark Giordano, Jason Spezza um, pay cut on his first big contract. And he didn't do that. And I think there might be some people out there who's, uh, I don't know, maybe soured on him as a result of that. And the playoff stuff has obviously added to feelings of animosity as well but I, I think when we see the way that he was received last night and and the standing ovation he got and and i don't know just this the love that he got from the city last night i don't think there's any any denying that mitch marner is a very beloved maple leaf especially when you look at like the just walking we go to scotch bank all the time if you look at the little Lots kids of 16 jerseys out there think about how many undersized little skilled forwards in the GTA, they are. Yeah. There are. They all love Mitch. Like they're Austin over Mitch. I would. I think I would argue because they see themselves in him. They're little guys that wheel around, and uh, he, he's beloved in the city. If there's a quiet minority that I don't know tweets at us that they should trade him while his value's high, I, I don't think they represent the vast majority of the of the fan base. Yeah, I, I got a really weird, bizarre tweet this morning saying similar things like, Jesus. "Oh, the guy, you know, is useless." I'm like, "The guy's on a seven, eight. What's wrong with people?" Eater. You're saying he's useless out there? What are you talking yeah. about? I don't know. These old narratives that people like to recycle for whatever reason. It's like, not the time. Not the time to talk about uh, not liking Mitch Marner. Um, but 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 I agree. I think, you know, there's a lot of people that do really love what this guy brings to the table. And, you know, he's elevated his game this year. And he's a player who I think is, I mean, like, where would you rank him at this point? We're going to have Craig Button on in the next hour. I'm curious to see... We, we looked it up earlier. He was ranked 12th on the uh, NHL's or on TSN's top 50 list. Yeah. I'm curious if he would be inching into that top 10. Like, if there was a midseason, would he be inching into the top 10 based on what you've seen to this point in the season? It's hard not to. With, like, think of the who stood out so far this season. Like, Marner, Robertson, Pasternak. Yeah. Uh, like McDavid and Drysaddle are always going to be out there doing right. their things. It seems. But you look at like, the guys who were in the top ten yeah. who aren't playing like top ten players right now. Yeah, think McKinnon's about, been pretty quiet. McKin- like, well, uh, I think he, does he still lead the league in assists? I think oh, does he really? Fine. Yeah, McKinnon's been all right, but Goal I'm thinking more wise. like Hedman has not been the same player he's been. Kucherov's been out of control. He's though. been great. Vasilevsky hasn't quite been. Shesterkin yep. hasn't been. Yeah. that guy. So like, there's a couple of people who might. You know, you consider uh, maybe I'm just underwhelmed by McKinnon because he only has six goals. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, he's 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 been pretty solid for for yeah. that club. Uh, but regardless, I I I wonder how or if if Craig believes that he's inching himself into that conversation in, in top ten status league wide. We'll ask him. We'll have to ask him. He'll join us in uh, on the other side. Tomorrow's Lotto Max jackpot is an estimated $15 million. Text Max in your name to 105050 for your chance to win $100 in Lotto Max tickets. With Encore, standard text message rates apply to all entries. Lotto Max, dream to the max. Craig Button will join us on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tasheri. Hour 2 of Leafs Lunch, next.